Welcome back to In the Know. I'm your host, Natalie Rademacher. And I'm Jessica Toledo. Week four of the semester, and this week is Valentine's Day. You got any plans? Um, I'm going camping. Oh my god, that's so cool. Where? Um, Up in like northern Minnesota, up by like Grand Rapids. Sure. Yeah, I've never winter camped before, so I am hoping I don't die. Yeah, my coworker at my other job went winter camping, and I was like, please don't get hypothermia. It was that one weekend that we got like an insane amount, like an insane amount of snow, and I was like, come back, please, because I love you, and I need you to not die. It's wild out there. Should we get into the news? Let's get into it. It's been 2020 for two months, and you know what that means. It's census time. Now, I've never been directly involved with the census in my lifetime, and that seems to be the case for most students at the University of Minnesota. This is the first time that a lot of the students are expected to participate. To understand exactly what the census is and why it's so important to college students specifically, I talked with a few different people about the challenges of students in the census. I sat down with the Director of Census Operations and Engagements for the State of Minnesota, Andrew Verdon, and he explained what the census is and why it's important. Census is conducted once every 10 years um, uh, and is mandated by the Constitution. Um, and the purpose is to get a full and accurate count of all people living in the United States of America, which, as you can imagine, is very, very difficult to do. Um, the reason we do this is really about, it's about three things. One, it's about political power, it's about financial resources, and it's just about data about people who live in our country. He touched briefly on the different levels of political representation that are tied to the census, and then explained why college students are such a large focus in this year's count. Although it's been a while since I've been a college student, I know that uh, college students have other priorities. Um, that said, uh, the census is important not only for where you are now, but also where you want to work in the future. For example, census data is used not only by the government to determine who lives where and which services to provide. So it, if it's not important for you in Dinky Town now, it might be important for the residents of D- Dinky Town over the next 10 years. The data collected from the census is used by businesses down the road for the next 10 years. The information they record determines where new businesses will locate, and that impacts the amount of jobs available, along with whatever dining options those businesses might provide. College students pose a challenge to the recording of that information due to the nature of student life. Students living on campus are easier to count, but students living off campus are an entirely different ballgame. Students have a very busy class schedule. They've got a busy work schedule. They don't work necessarily, you know, nine to five type hours or schedules, so they're harder to get a hold of. Um, college students may also be living in a situation where, let's say, there are more people living in the household than are on the lease, uh, and that causes some challenges as well. Um, there's a misperception or misconception on behalf of people to say, if we put down how many people actually stay here as opposed to the number that are on the lease, maybe our landlord will find out and we'll get evicted. The answer to that is you won't. Um, but um, I also understand the fear of, of why that might be. So um, that's a huge challenge. Daniel Crawford, a recruiter assistant for the census, experienced this firsthand last Tuesday. We didn't have very much luck at Frat Row because we figured that timing is really important there. I mean, you knock at the door at uh, 10 o'clock on a Tuesday morning, there's not going to be very many people there, and they're also not inclined to answer the door. However, we had wonderful luck going through the apartment. Uh, the apartments on, you know, out just outside Dinky Town and, and those areas. We had wonderful luck there. To really encourage student engagement, the census has been pushing for more student-aged recruiters to take over on campus. The libraries on campus are also doing their part as far as student outreach goes. The Civic Engagement Chair of the U of M Libraries, Alicia Kubas, talked to me about her outreach efforts within the library system. So we have our guide, which is kind of our big 
touchstone point uh, that has all the information and we're hoping to do more training with our service desk staff so we have so many interactions with students every day just through the libraries at our um, service points and so making sure that those people who are at those um, desks know how to answer questions are, are well trained you know to, to find that information if students are asking questions um, we also are pretty active on social media to try to get out some of that information Alicia said that the main priority for the libraries at this point is educating students on what the census is and providing materials to help students participate and that's another big part I think that libraries are playing for the 2020 census it's the first time that it's going to be offered online to take the form and for people who don't have access to a computer, internet access, libraries are going to be a main point for them to actually take the, the form, to, to fill out the form. Um, and so we want to make sure that we make it very clear, like, you can use our computers to do that. We're open to the public to, to do that and to students, whoever, um, and to be able to answer some questions around that, too. I took some time on Tuesday afternoon to ask students the big question. What do you know about the census? Have you heard of the United States Census? No, I mean yes, but like only vaguely. Um, it's how we vote. I don't really know much about it, but I know it has to do with counting people. I'm sorry, but I do not know much because I'm not from here. <laughs> I've been here for like three months and I know literally just the states, but nothing about it. I was really surprised that most students wouldn't even talk to me because they didn't know anything about the census. Of the few that were willing to talk to me, only a couple actually understood what the census is. I asked every person I talked to if they wanted to know more about the census, and every single one of them said yes. The census is insanely important, and the data recorded now is going to remain in use until the next census in 2030. You matter in a lot for a lot of reasons in in terms of uh, you know like government funding and our um, representation in Congress and that sort of thing, that it really does matter. And I think the, actually the one thing I should emphasize is international students need to be counted too. And I think often it's not realized that they should be counted because it's not about citizenship, right? Like that's the point. <laughs> um, it doesn't matter if you're a citizen. We just want to know if you're taking part in this community, if you're taking advantage of you know, services in that community. Um, and so that's really the, the big piece to, to keep in mind. And here's what else you need to know this week. A new bill to install sprinkler system in high-rise apartments statewide was introduced after a fire killed five Cedar Riverside residents. The bill calls for residential high-rises 75 feet or more above a fire vehicle's access to install automated sprinklers on every floor. The bill would require housing authorities and private building owners to send a letter of intent to the state fire marshal by August 2022 and have the equipment installed by August 2032. A report by the Minnesota Pollution Control Agency that came out last month found the site of Great Batch Globe Tool Inc., which is located in the Como neighborhood near campus, has been emitting trichloroethylene above the state-recommended levels. Community members said the neighborhood has been working with the company for years, but the chemical, which is widely used in manufacturing items such as degreasers, continues to pose a concern in the area. The company says they plan to eliminate the use of the chemical by December of next year, and have already taken steps to do so. This week's podcast episode was produced by me, Natalie Rademacher, reported by Jessica Toledo, and intro music by J.D. Duggan. We'll see you next week.